Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show, Health from the Outside In. Well, here's a study that should make some women happy. It would be if if I was pregnant at the time. It's coffee during pregnancy. You know, we always worry about it. And my next guest here to talk about it, Dr. Michael Fenster. Uh, he's a board-certified interventional cardiologist, but he uh, writes and speaks a lot about how diet affects us. His new book, The Fallacy of Calorie, Why the Modern Western Diet is Killing Us and How to Stop so welcome, Dr. Fenster. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure, uh, Lee. Uh, great to be here. And, and one of the reasons I write so much about food is that uh, I'm also a professional chef. So I cooked <laughs> professionally before I went to medical school, actually. So oh, wow. It's a lifelong love affair with food. And I don't think without coffee I would have made it through, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the whole medical process. Yeah, really. Well, that's fascinating, and I'm sure that your uh, colleagues must love that. I'm sure you're the one that always has to bring food into the party. It, it is that time of year, isn't it? <laughs> right. Um, so this is an interesting study. You know, women are, you know, there's so much that you have to give up when you're pregnant. Uh, alcohol and, and coffee is one of those things that in the morning, if I, I don't have two cups of coffee, I really can't wake up and then, you know, I remember first giving it up and thinking to myself, oh, my God, is this headache ever going to go away? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this new study. Um, and, and they looked at uh, coffee and and then, you know, children afterwards and behavioral problems because we know that it does cross the placental barrier. Yeah, you know, I think kind of what this uh, one study shows is what's come out probably really, I think, in the last, I'd say, couple of years uh, regarding coffee and caffeine and, and even tea. And, and I think that extends to some of the other compounds that we often tell folks, oh, well, you have to avoid, you know, chocolate, et cetera, because it's got caffeine in it for a number of reasons. Is We're finding out that particularly in the doses in the naturally occurring products, uh, so we're specifically talking about like coffee, tea, and not the energy drinks that are loaded right. with sugar and caffeine, um, that we don't see all these untoward effects uh, that we were concerned about. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's been a lot out about the benefits of coffee. Um, a recent study uh, looked at melanoma and skin cancer, um, and coffee's been good for that. What What is it? Is it the caffeine there are other uh, chemicals in coffee that have antioxidant properties don't they? right and, and actually coffee is quite rich in a number of phytochemicals a number of which are antioxidants so we don't know exactly what the the compound is you know there is some crossover we see some of these benefits probably again due to the antioxidants but again tea has caffeine as well we see benefits associated with the consumption of chocolates, particularly dark chocolates, again, rich in antioxidant phytochemicals, but uh, that also has some uh, caffeine. So we're not sure exactly what the compounds are because there's a, a number of them, but it's been 
beneficial in, you know, reducing uh, a number of different types of cancers. Coffee consumption has been shown to uh, reduce your risk of obesity and diabetes. And again, that actually speaks a little bit more to some of the anti-inflammatory properties of some of these compounds. So coffee is very rich in, uh, you know, a whole host of uh, beneficial uh, things, including uh, the caffeine. And as as a cardiologist, you know, and I can remember being trained to tell people, gosh, if you have atrial fibrillation, which I'm sure the, the listeners recognize from the endless commercials about the anticoagulant <laughs> you have to take, right. uh, that we'd say, oh, you know, now, again, almost like pregnancy, the things you enjoy in life, we're going to tell you can't have no alcohol, nothing containing caffeine. That means chocolate, tea, coffee, you know, off the list. And a fascinating study actually showed a reduced risk of atrial fibrillation and dysrhythmias with coffee consumption, almost a a little bit of an inverse risk where it potentially could be uh, protective against the development of atrial fibrillation. So very, very interesting data and a reversal of many of the recommendations that people are probably used to hearing from the last decade or so. Yeah. And I think, in, you know, in the past, we, we talked about coffee because it is a stimulant, too. And I think people worried about, um, you know, preterm labor. Um, and that was one of the reasons I think, you know, your OB would say, you know, try and steer clear of the coffee. Uh, right. But- and it also probably a little concern because there is a transient increase in blood pressure that accompanies that. And, you know, again, um, correlating the what the OB folks worry about and, and what as cardiologists we worry about is, well, you know, this constant elevation routinely of the blood pressure, can that lead to, you know, hypertension down the road and obviously uh, preeclampsia, et cetera, in uh, in folks and women that right. are pregnant. And, and what we found is that this doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. And this study I thought was interesting because it looked at behavioral problems at kids that were, you know, age four um, and then age seven. And they they didn't see this uh, relationship um, with these behavioral problems in women that drank coffee. Yeah. And I think that that was really a great, you know, endpoint because obviously we're concerned about the health of the mom, but the whole reason, you know, women suffer literally, you know, through the rigors of pregnancy is they want, everybody wants their kid to be healthy. And sometimes, you know, you need to look out a little bit beyond just sort of the the newborn um, window of time. And so I thought that that was, you know, a very, very good, very well done, very elegant uh, endpoint. And I think should really, you know, give uh, people a, a degree of confidence that, hey, you can, you know, enjoy a cup or two of coffee in the morning. But like with anything else, we have to make sure that, you know, one to two cups doesn't translate into one to two pots. So it's <laughs> moderation in all things. And, and even though the caffeine question seems to be safe, you know, I, w- I would still uh, recommend, and, and I do from a cardiovascular perspective, this does not translate to the man-made artificial products that are just loaded with caffeine and sugar, those energy drinks. You know, a cup of coffee does not equate to, you know, a, a monster uh, energy drink. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. And there's we could do a whole show on the dangers <laughs> of uh, energy drinks. I mean, there was a new study that even came out that looked at sugar-free drinks, and it even raised your glucose levels when they were sugar-free. So that's, that's a whole... Uh, 
a whole other issue. But um, so that's and that's the takeaway that maybe one or two cups in the morning should be okay for for most moms. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Um, for pregnant women, I would say, you know, up to about two cups. A lot of the studies have looked at about two cups of uh, coffee in the morning. That was the amount that was actually associated with a reduction in early mortality. Uh, for, you know, moms that are dealing with the newborns, and so the, the kids are born, it looks at actually probably anywhere up to three to five cups, sort of maximum in, in during the course of the day, um, is associated with varying health benefits. So, you know, I'd say one to two cups during pregnancy. When you're up all night, you need that extra cup the next day. Sure, you can crank it up to, you know, uh, a, a cup or two more. Huh. Interesting. You're saying post, uh, post when you have the baby, because I'm assuming it, it might uh, translate in the... Um milk too so you got to think about that uh, uh, uh be a, a little bit uh, aware of that but uh, the liver does a pretty good uh you know job of, of metabolizing and breaking down some of the uh the caffeine so that's where you know all the co- coffee products are broken down and and actually it's coffee consumption although it's, it is metabolized by the liver is actually associated with a lower risk of non-alcoholic um fatty liver disease Oh, wow. So that's some added uh, good news uh, for for coffee. So uh, good news. I want to thank my guest, the fallacy of calorie, why modern Western diet is killing us and how to stop. We'll have to talk about that book next time. This is the Dr. Lee Van Oker Show, Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health. <music> 